welcome to The Perfect Blend, the podcast where we pair the books we read with a delicious cup of tea. I'm Shelley Haskell. And I'm Candy Beaker. Welcome to The Perfect Blend. My name is Candy. And I am Shelley. And as always, we thank you for joining us for our tea and book discussion this week. For this week, we are talking about the dead of winter. And I know everybody is in some snowy and cold areas. It's getting chilly around here. And it's a great book for this time of year. It's by Darcy Coates. She is an author of over 20 horror, ghost, and suspense novels. And I've seen her books described as a cozy horror, which sounds, I don't know, kind of funny, I guess. It happens because it's in a remote place and it's old, old Gothic homes. It has a happy ending and it's a curl up kind of thing. So all of her books are kind of like that. I was looking at the descriptions for some of her books and they all do have mm-hmm. that. It's a, a Gothic haunted mansion. It's an hour away. Huh? There are lots of creepy things happening in the house. So it seems to have a theme to it. So if that's your vibe, mm-hmm. then this should be great for Halloween. Yeah. I mean, really gothic. Mm-hmm. To me, this was a, and then there were none, gory story. Yes. <laughs> this is gory. <laughs> it was amped up from that, and then there were none. It really actually put me on a Agatha Christie mode after it anyway. But before we get into all of that... I want to ask you, what in the world are you drinking tonight, Candy? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I recommend. Yes. <laughs> I would recommend the Norsk Nordic Red Tea, Growler Tea. It is red, uh-huh. which represents the blood of your enemies. And I couldn't think of a tea better suited to a book. That's right. I am drinking... Valhalla Tea Company, because I love their stuff, but it's the Black Caesar, and it is a black tea and caramel, but it's about creating those opportunities and challenges and courage. And he has this cool picture where he's just got this, he's a pirate actually, but he has this scabbard and he is rough. He's ready fighting his way out through some tough times. And that's what this... And he looks rough. He looks like he's had to fight his way out. That was the strongest survivalist kind of tea. But it's delicious tea because it has caramel and black tea. And it went great with my apple caramel cake I made today yeah, too. So that's a good one. You have to go to their site just to see the packaging for their teas. The artistic packaging is beautiful. They just put so much detail and thought into them. And they're really great teas. The Norsk tea is really good, and I didn't mention, but the Nordic Red has, I love it, it's a it's blood color, badass, great taste, good for you. It has all kinds of good stuff in it, like bilberry leaves, birch leaves, bark, pine shoots, Icelandic moss, a hint of juniper berries, which really may not sound really good, but it is a great flavor. We both want to thank you for giving us a listen. We would love it if you would leave comments or book suggestions and leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify if you enjoy your time with us. Yes, that would be wonderful because we would like to hear what books you want to hear about and what teas we pair them with. Between the two of us, the the pirate you have and the Viking, I think those are fighting Mm -hmm. rough people and my gosh our main character really goes through it in this book. Yes, she does. 
Have you read any of Darcy Coates books before? I have not. Me either. This was my first one. And all in all, I enjoyed her writing. I enjoyed the story. I felt that I was taken for the ride. Uh, I didn't hate it, that's for sure. And I, I actually enjoyed some of the gory parts in there. <laughs> so Well, we are Stephen King people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not new to us. If you are not into gore, do not read this book. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say because it does go beyond and above in gore. It is horrific. And this is something that it's not phantasmical. It's realistic gore. Yeah, it's like a slasher movie. Like an 80s slasher movie in the woods. Mm-hmm. Something scary is going to happen. Yeah. Cabin in the woods kind of thing in a book. Let's talk about who's in the book and what it's about. We've said it's and then there were none type book, but still, let's give it a little background. Okay. When Krista joins a tour group heading deep into a snowy expanse of the Rocky Mountains, she's hopeful that this will be her chance to put the ghosts of her past to rest. But when a bitterly cold snowstorm sweeps the region and blocks their way, a small group is forced to take shelter in an abandoned hunting cabin. And despite the uncomfortably claustrophobic quarters and rapidly dropping temperature, Krista believes they'll all be safe as they wait out the storm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, she was very wrong. She was very wrong. And she's there with her boyfriend, and there's alluded to something that has happened that made her just dip out of society. She quit her job. She just stayed in her, Mm -hmm. she didn't talk to anybody. She self-isolated and something happened to her that traumatized her. And then this boy, Kiernan, comes and pulls her out and he wants to take her on this adventure. This is something she would never have done, but she's doing it because this is a place that he loved to go when he was younger and he's excited about it. So she's getting excited about it because he is. I think that Kiernan seems like a very adoring boyfriend to her. There's a tree that crosses the road that blocks them and that's the bus stops. And they're on this group adventure to this out of the way place. I guess they were going to hike and maybe ski, but it was in a, a lodge. They don't make it to the lodge. This is before they even get to the lodge. And they had to get off the bus and try to figure out how to get themselves out or what they were going to do. And he was so strange because it was like, oh, this is no big deal. Let's go for a walk. Let's go travel around because I just love this area. And I think at that point, the tree was down. There wasn't much snow, but somehow fairly quickly, this tremendous blizzard dropped. And to me, that was very strange. I felt like it happened. I think, yeah, they were walking. You don't just take a walk. Well, I don't know. Hikers probably do. They're like, oh, let's go for a little adventure. Let's walk this way. Mm-hmm. And whatever time, <laughs> an hour or so, not even, they come on the way back and it is blinding snowstorm of four feet snow. So I just, that was my only, at the very beginning, I was, wait a minute. Did that snowstorm just happen mm-hmm. just like that? And then they were gripping to stay together and about to fall down and all that stuff. Well, I thought he was very foolish that he had more confidence in himself than he should have to take her further away from the group. And then they hike up this trail and it's snowing and then they can't get back and they can't see. And then she gets separated from him and she's freezing. She loses her glove. She's freezing. She's trying to get to 
where yeah. she sees the cabin. She doesn't know where everybody's gone because mm-hmm. they're all gone. They're not at the bus when she gets there. And anyway, she makes her way to the cabin and luckily everybody's there. And when she wakes up, she's severely dehydrated. She's frozen. And Kiernan is out there in the snowstorm. She's freaking out. Freaking out. She was basically hypothermia or in frostbite. Very dangerous uh, scratches on her hand and things like that, that she was in in danger and she needed Mm -hmm. to chill relax heat up right and they all had at least found that one space but he never made it back he never made it back and the first thing she hears when she gets conscious she knows where she is (laughs) is we need to amputate her fingers because she has frostbite Mm -hmm. there are 11 people that are on this tour including the tour guide and now they're down to 10 and all she wants to do Mm -hmm. is to go look for him which the whole time I'm thinking, I know that you're in panic because this is your only person. He's your person. And he has kind of pulled you out of the blackness. Uh-huh. But you are in no condition to go back in this weather to look for him. I know. It was frustrating. And they did tell her that they had looked and looked until it got too dark to look. Mm-hmm. And then she wants to go. And it is dark. I mean, there is no light. <laughs> and you know, like. No electricity in this cabin. They've got a fire going. They're having to forage to see what they've got between them. And they go to sleep. I can't remember who wanted to go out with her. I think it was probably Hutch because it seems like he followed her quite a bit. But he was like, oh, if you're going to go, I'll go with you. And okay, but you guys are crazy. (laughs) Right. No line to the cottage or anything. They did put a lamp out there by the tree so they could see Mm. that. But the next morning... Their tour yeah, guide has disappeared up. and they find a part, part of him, a, a part of him <laughs> on display out in a tree, which was, here's where Hanging the war up. begins and things start happening. And now everybody's suspicious. Everybody's tired. Everybody's freezing. They don't know how they're going to get out of here. What they weren't supposed to bring their cell phones. So if you're thinking while you're listening, well, why didn't they just call somebody? They weren't supposed to bring their cell phones because this was supposed to be a digital detox type relaxation retreat where they just get back to nature and just have some quiet time and enjoy the outdoors and just it being rustic and quiet. So only two people had a cell phone, but they had no reception. Mm -hmm. There was no reception regardless. It just wasn't going to save them. No. So what did you think about Krista? I kind of started off thinking she was going to be weak and drive me nuts. But what did you think about her? Uh, She did drive me nuts, but not because she was weak, but because I felt like she was definitely trying to figure things out. And that was cool. It kind of kept us going. But there were things, and I don't even know if if I felt this way about Krista or the author, but there were things that she intentionally said that were so vague as to past, there were times where it made me think that she knew a lot more about what was going on. And that happened to me very early on. And it was very annoying because I kept noticing how she would change tenses and pronouns and stuff like that. And I was going, what's going on? I think that (laughs) there were times that it was, Mm -hmm. it just took me out of the story a little bit. That's all. But But she herself as a character, um, seem to continue to keep her wits about her uh-huh. and try to stay focused on what each and every person was doing 
all the time, either counting to make sure they weren't missing or trying to see if anybody was out there doing something amiss. So that stop and count and reiterate thing helped me stay on track, I guess. Okay. I, I can see in my notes every one of the times I'm writing down where she's reflecting back at this point and where she reflected back at that point and she's checking where everybody is. So that was kind of cool, I guess. Did you figure out what was going on? I probably went down a few leads and let it just ride. But at the very beginning, I had an inkling and then I let that go. And that's what happens in these mysteries, right? You have an inkling. You think at the very beginning, you think Mm -hmm. something and then there's just no way. And I said that was okay. There was some cool characters in here, though. I really liked Simone. I did too. I liked her tough girl, military background, take charge. I didn't really like Blake very much. And I did like Alexis, so that was just hard. But each one of them, as something happened, we get down to the final girl scene in the movies, as they call it. The last survivor is the crazy girl that makes it through everything. And then when they get through all of that, that... I think that each person had a story that I felt Mm -hmm. sad for. I felt for them. (laughs) I think so too. I don't think that any of them were deserving of... I was going to ask you that. Anything that happened to them. I did not like Blake. I didn't like Blake. She was not a likable character. No. Which is good because you want to have a variety Mm-hmm. And it probably, I don't know, they were very tired and very, I guess she focused on other things, but I could actually see mm-hmm. being that tired and cold and scared and them turning on her because she was just enough unlikable and she wouldn't help. Yeah. She was a jerk, really. And she was not helping in any way to bring the group average up or to try to do anything. It was on my back hurt. She's just very rough around the edges. She'd take the whole couch and leave people off. She just had no thought for anybody else whatsoever. Uh-huh. It's like the lazy characters on Survivor. <laughs> I'm not fishing and I can't cook rice. <laughs> exactly. I'm just not going to do it. I don't owe y'all anything. I mean, the characters were different. And I tell you, though, the back and forth a little bit between putting all the weapons up. And there was a one weapon that everybody was, where is it? We're supposed to be finding it. Is that blood? Is that sap? What's going on with all this? Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting on that part. I thought of the movie Clue yeah. when they put, we're going to lock everything in the cupboard. What are you going to do with the key? I'm going to throw it away. I'm going to yeah. put it in my pocket. Well, if you put it in your pocket, then you'll be the one who can open it and you can be the killer. If the person telling us to put everything away, are they trying to keep everybody safe or are they trying to not give themselves anything to get killed with while they're trying to kill somebody else? That's what you keep thinking. Mm-hmm. And then they start trying to go off in groups. And even with that, they get separated from each other. And then Next thing you know, they've lost somebody, another victim. I thought they were pretty cavalier about going to have a smoke or going to hang out in ones or twos or by themselves. Exactly. I guess Krista would say, I know I need a little time for myself because it's crowded in the cabin. So I get it. And she would go off and she could feel eyes on her. Mm -hmm. But I just think you don't have a lot of chances here of survival anyway with the weather and your food situation. But you got a killer out there. You don't know if it's one of you in here. So you need to stay at least three people. Yeah, I think they really were operating a lot on the assumption that there was somebody else nearby that could be doing that. And I remember at one point thinking, I bet there's tunnels under the floor. Up from the shed to the house because there's not a lot of footprints or there's not a lot of evidence. There's just all of a sudden somebody's missing and off with their head. 
Well, you have to wonder Mm -hmm. and the way things are staged, like, how did they have time to do that? But she would say, we're also tired. We haven't slept. Mm -hmm. Things run together. You forget who was missing or you forget who went out and who came back and how long they've been gone because people would go out to go to the bathroom and that was done privately. I wouldn't be doing that. (laughs) Would be easy pickings. Well, after somebody goes missing and they find their body, they almost always seem to come back to this. It can't happen again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Somebody's going to come save us. And truthfully, they did think that somebody had been notified that they had engine trouble. And then they realized that that wasn't the case. And then they did find some equipment and try to work on a solution to get a signal out and they keep trying all these things and not giving up. And I love that part, their ingenuity. But as soon as, oh, it's been a day, I guess they're done. We're okay. And then they go off one or two. Really, the killer could have just mass slaughtered two or three of them, honestly. But the psychology of it, I'm going to just pick you off one at a time and I'm going to mess with your head as well as Uh kill you. Yeah, that anxiety, I did feel tense through it quite a bit. It did amp me up. It wasn't like, oh, this is old hat. I know it's going to happen. It wasn't like that. I did feel fall into it. But as things progressed, certain parts of the story come out. There's a husband and wife, an older couple who just want to have a weekend away. There's a man and his son who are trying to heal after the man's wife was in a car accident. And then there's this 911 dispatcher person and the military person, some and and a DJ. (laughs) I was like, what? At one point, I thought all of them were just weekend warrior kind of people, except for the older couple. (laughs) Then I was like, they just want to get to a lodge and just Mm -hmm. check out the scenery. But everything else seemed more like maybe they were on here for an adventure getaway. Mm -hmm. And then once they start talking, they realize they have something in common. Mm -hmm. And so it starts to be a race to try to figure out who's behind this. And right about that time, I figured it out because I had some suspicions and I texted you and said, this is what, who I think it is. (laughs) And this is why I think it's that. And this Mm. is what I think is going to happen. But then even though I thought I had it figured out, which I did, it was throwing you red herrings and I was not sure of myself anymore. Uh So there were a lot of twists and turns Uh those last 10, 15 chapters. Yes. They're very short chapters. It's like 78 chapters, but they're very, very short. It is. But that's so that the action moves faster. And then you're really, especially that last third, you're just this and then this and then this and this. So you're really... Mm -hmm racing through the story. And so that kind of keeps the momentum going to find out what's going on. And at the last third of the book, you're really hit, hitting with the, man, you thought that? Ha ha ha. That person is not it either. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. So she ends every chapter with a little cliffhanger. So you get to the end mm-hmm. and think, what? Flip over to the next chapter. I'm not putting this book down till I finish. Yeah. So she, she did a good job of building up that tension mm-hmm. and giving you that feeling every time you finish a chapter and getting into it. And honestly, she did a good job of making the ending a surprise. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Overall, I like this book. It was a fun read for me. The gore did not bother me because they don't tell you about it as it's happening. They tell you about it after after the effect, but it's pretty gruesome. So if you've got gruesome issues, maybe this isn't for you. It's pretty descriptive and it's pretty gruesome. You could read and then there were none instead, or you could watch the movie Clue, or there's a movie called Dead of Winter. It's Mary Steenburgen and Roddy McDowell. 
Oh my gosh, I don't know. That's an old one. And it is a twisted, scary movie. I'll link it because it's well worth a watch. And I also found out there's a Dead of Winter board game. And it's a zombie apocalypse game if you're into that kind of stuff. This brought up all kinds of fun things. I did put a link in there because the place that they talk about, they do talk about a Blackstone Mountain Lodge, and there is a Blackstone Mountain Lodge in the Canadian Rockies. I don't know that this happened in Canada or the United States. It didn't really say enough for me to really know it exists. And so there's a beautiful lodge that you can maybe venture to if you wanted to read this book while you're there. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it to be as gory, but it was good. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, we're getting into it here. Yeah, it was a good read for me as far as getting to know Darcy Coates. I was excited to see how many books that she had. If you're into a good ghost story, a good gothic ghost story, I think yeah. she has a, a, quite a few on that. She has a couple of other series that are pretty um, intense horror and then then just some thrillers too. So she kind of has a different layers of different uh, genres in that all in the scary thrillers side of life. Interesting. I guess we could talk about horror movies and all the horror movies and horror books this reminds us of, but we figure you have other things you probably want to do, like maybe read one of her other books or go visit the Blackstone Lodge. <laughs> I think you guys should definitely curl up on a snowy night and read this book for sure. Because it is definitely, it's a cool one to read. It was. Or you could watch the Dead of Winter movie. That's really good too. I'll tell you truthfully, I don't like snow winter, snowed in movies very much. There's always that, there's few that are like the Andes Mountains when the plane crashes and everybody has to hang out there. Ugh, yeah, I don't like that. It's funny because we watched one with Kate Beckinsale and she is a policeman and she's an Antarctica of all places. And there's a killer and there's a mystery and she gets frostbite. And so the whole time I'm reading this, I'm thinking of her and what her frostbite looked like and how gross that was. And I kept thinking, she's got to get that hand checked. She's got to have a hand left. It might might be hand, not fingers that she has to lose. Oh, my God. That was in the back of my head, thanks to that movie. Okay. The Dead of Winter movie is not a stranded in a winter cabin kind of thing. It just happens in winter. She's stranded, but it's not that kind of stranded. It's just this great thriller movie. <laughs> I have to have my back to the wall when I watch it so nobody creeps up behind me. This one did not make me have to do that. I didn't have when no, I, this book I didn't feel that no, way. When I was reading this, I felt safe enough that I didn't have to have my back to the wall to read it. Uh -huh. <laughs> we will be back next week, same tea time, same tea channel with a new book and fresh new teas. Yep. Until then, you can find us where you usually get your podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at the perfect blend underscore SC. You can find us on Facebook at the perfect blend and on our website, the hyphen perfect hyphen blend.com. You know what? When you go there, feel free to recommend some good books or some good teas for us so that we can give you a shout out and we can try some new things. And until then, read, read and, and sip on. on.